began to think, just a couple months ago, I stepped outside and deeply inhaled through my nostrils, only to have my nose hairs freeze together. Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark, and this episode was written by Joe Horn. Spring is such a marvelous time of year, as the snow melts away, rivers flood and then recede, and our world slowly casts aside its cloak of white for brown, and then ultimately, green. Spring is a time for the world to come alive once again. To enjoy spring is to revel in the fact that you made it through winter, and ahead of you is all the bounty, warmth, and life of the summer. Though sometimes this transition from winter to summer can look decidedly awkward, just ask our neighboring deer, moose, foxes, and coyotes who are looking ragged as ever right now as they shift from their dense winter coats to their summer coats. The process of an animal completely changing their pelage is called molting. For so many of our native mammals in the Northeast, this happens twice per year, spring and fall. And unsurprisingly, they do this so they are better dressed for the season. If a moose were to attempt wearing its thick winter coat in late July, it would likely suffer from heat stroke. Similarly, come winter, that summer coat would be much too thin, and death by hypothermia and frostbite would be a chief concern. In fact, a deer's coat can be up to six times thicker in the winter than in the spring, so thick that freshly fallen snow can actually pile up on their backs without melting. Of course, thermoregulation is a huge driving factor in why the seasonal shift is important, but so is camouflage. In white-tailed deer, the shift is subtle yet poignant. Deer have a reddish summer coat, which seems to work pretty well for blending into the more saturated colors of summer, whereas their gray winter coat seems most suited to the gray tree bark and white snow of winter. Few mammals, however, can match the seasonal camouflage of our weasels and snowshoe hares, whose coats not only get thicker, but also make a complete shift from mottled brown in the summer to almost pure white in the winter and back again. To all the dog owners out there, it is probably little surprise that during this molting period, our wildlife can look a little haggard. Beyond a simple color shift, wildlife is losing whole clumps of old fur as the new fur grows up in its place. This can make for a pretty patchy look, so much so that state biologists find an increased number of calls from concerned citizens reporting wildlife with mange. While mange can occur in deer and many other mammals, it is rare, and fortunately, in most cases, this is nothing more than a deer or a fox with a temporary bad hairdo. The length of daylight, also known as photo period, is mostly responsible for this sudden shift in pelage, as well as many other physiological shifts. In the 1950s, researchers conducted a study in which they herded a group of deer into a dark shed in the afternoons through the summer. Even though the study happened in the summer, they found that this drop in perceived daylight caused the deer to mineralize their antlers, shed their velvet, grow a winter coat, and enter a false rut. When researchers allowed the deer to roam free without the dark shed, the deer dropped their antlers, began growing new ones, and immediately molted into their summer coats again. While this research shows how drastic the effect of photoperiod on deer can be, it makes sense when you consider that white-tailed deer introduced into New Zealand follow the normal cycles of molting, antler growing, and rutting a full six months off schedule from our local deer. 
So this weekend, as you are out and about gawking at the spring world, unfurling like so many tree buds, keep a lookout for various mammals shifting from their winter to their summer coats. While they may look a bit beleaguered right now, in a couple of weeks, the molting process will be complete and they will return to their sleek summer selves. You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phonology. (laughs) 